0: And we go out to Jacksonville, site of the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl, where the AD of Wake Forest, John Curry, joins the show. And I can't think of anybody better to be the final guest that we have on in 2021 than John Curry, because it's felt like the year of Wake Forest here in the state of North Carolina and especially here in the triad. Let's start here, John. I have to ask this because of what happened with NC State a few days back. Does the Has the team already done, both teams done, the final test that they need to do leading up to 11, 11 a.m. tomorrow?
1: I don't think we're doing any final tests unless we have symptomatic student athletes, and to my knowledge, we don't have any. So, Josh, I'm coming to you live from Deak Town, TIAA Bank Field. Literally, if you're on social media, you can see that right now we're having our night before Wake Forest fan event, we had about 1,500 Wake Forest fan events here at the stadium. Fans here at the stadium, the school boards have WF Deep Town with the Strolling Deacon on them, these two massive school boards here. It is just an awesome scene here.
0: What has the team been doing since arriving in Jacksonville now that, unlike last year, teams are able to actually do fun things at a bowl location? It actually feels like a destination this year.
1: Josh, it really does, and, and and to be candid, this kind of experience uh, for the student-athletes is what one dreams about a bowl experience being. You know, you're on the beach in Florida, 75 degrees and sunny, um, and this team has earned that, and over the last eight years under Coach Klaus' leadership, you know, building our way back into the state of Florida, uh, into a bowl environment. Um, the Tax Flair Gator Bowl is a great organization, goes back. You know, to 1946 when Wake Forest played the first Gator Bowl, um, just a great world-class student-athlete experience for our student-athletes, and they've had a great time. Um, they've also worked hard, but, you know, when you're out on a natural grass, um, Bermuda grass field and it's 75 degrees uh, practicing football, it, it's a little bit more fun, you know, than if it was 30 degrees or 40 degrees or, or something else. So it's, uh, it's been a great environment for them.
0: Wake Forest, Director of Athletics, John Curry with us here on WSJS Sports, ahead of the Gator Bowl tomorrow at 11 a.m. against Rutgers. Let's go back to that a week ago, though. Give me a sense, now that we're removed from it, what was that 30-hour stretch like from your standpoint? How many different times did you think it was going to be someone else not named Rutgers?
1: Yeah, well, it was – It was. Um... Certainly dynamic, you know, for me, Josh, it really started on, you know, early Tuesday morning. Um, I was driving up to Boone because my daughter was up at a ski camp, and I was driving up there, and I got a text from Pat Craft as I was passing through Wilkesboro. Um, and Pat, of course, is the AD at Boston College, and he was texting about their basketball team. and um, So we had to work on that for an hour or two, and then I got a screenshot that Will Pantages sent me a little bit later, of a um, of, of a rumor that Texas A&M might not be able to play, and um, you know, so I talked to the a- AD at Texas A&M pretty quickly after that, and then it was a real collaborative effort with a lot of people. Certainly, Greg McGarity and his staff here at the Gator Bowl. Um, I certainly rec- uh, uh, want to really commend Michael Strickland, you know, Winston Salem native, who's our uh, senior associate commissioner in the ACC and Commissioner Phillips and uh, Coach Claussen and, and then our, our student athletes. They were resilient. Uh, in the face of a little uncertainty over that day and a half. Um, they were uh, adamant that they wanted to play, and uh, regardless of who we were going to play, they wanted to play. And um, and it really feels good a week later to be sitting here on a beautiful evening with all these Demon Deacon fans from all over the country, a bunch of player parents. I was talking to Zach Tom's dad just a minute ago, and our band of cheerleaders have been down on the Jacksonville Beach at the Gator Bowl pep rally. It really feels good. Uh, for our entire university community and, and the Atlantic Coast Conference for us to be here.
0: I said it feels like the year for Wake Forest because of the way the basketball team has performed, the basketball teams, I should say, have performed, shout out to Jen Hoover and company, and also the Wake football team obviously going to Charlotte. How much do you feel the results we've seen in 2021 are based on some of the decisions that were made in 2020, both Replacing a basketball coach that year, and then seeing the results of it this year, but also in 2020, Wake Forest took some lumps in football, but a lot of the guys we saw out there, and some of the rule changes we've seen, have really benefited the Dukes. How do you feel about it?
1: Well, the the, the team culture that Coach Clawson has established over the last eight years, um, you know, continues to build on itself, and when you have student athletes of the caliber. Um, academically, character-wise, socially, athletically, uh, that he's been able to attract and build in our program. That that success kind of begats success. You know, other students who have the same kind of values and the same kind of competitive aspirations, whether it's in football or academics or both, really, um, are more attracted to it. And so it's it's a you know it's that old uh, Jim Collins flywheel uh, effect that you know Coach Clawson talked about when he talked about the good to great theme this year for our for our program. Um, so I think that that certainly uh, the good decisions that our coaches made during the pandemic, um, the behind-the-scenes work from our training room staff and our team doctors and academic staff throughout that period of time enabled us to sprint out of the pandemic. And we talked about sprinting out of the pandemic. And then I would also recognize the board of trustees at Wake Forest University. Uh, we've had incredible presidential leadership at Wake Forest. You know, my my lineage with Wake Forest is Dr. Hatch. I mean, Dr. Hearn, then Dr. Hatch. Uh, and then now we we our board led us through a very successful leadership transition, going from dr. Hatch's incredible tenure to now the uh, the start of what I believe will be another transformational tenure uh, with president susan Winty so you know that that kind of behind the scenes leadership from a lot of different people has resulted in a lot of great momentum for our university at a time when you others candidly have have been staggered because they't they can't, they, could, they didn't have the same kind of leadership in place
0: speaking of leadership. And while we're reflecting on 2021, it wasn't Wake Forest uh, president's chair. The only thing that shifted this year, Jim Phillips, stepping in for John Swafford as the commissioner of the ACC. Now that you've seen him work for, again, it's still a pretty small sample, but still some sample, what's impressed you the most if you had to pinpoint one thing rather than going through a list of things that you've seen from the commissioner?
1: Well, I mean, you start with, with the it factor, you know, it, Jim has the it factor, and Jim gets it. He gets college athletics, gets what's special about how intercollegiate athletics brings our communities together and about these incredible opportunities for student-athletes and how uh, this this enterprise in, intertwined with higher education really has been wonderful for our country. Um, and so he understands all those things uh, and then lives and breathes it. And he has done a magnificent job of building communication, um, with uh, With the different constituencies within the league, when you think about the head coaches of the different sports or the presidents and the board, the athletic directors, the senior women 's administrators, faculty athletic or perhaps you, have, you name it uh, Jim has just been tireless in his communication and with helping um, all those different constituencies uh feel and and be part of kind of the forward trajectory and philosophy of the league
0: it 's wake a d John Curry with this year. Last thing for you, as the calendar flips to 2022, we're looking at so much, and we've talked about it before, that's changed in college athletics this year. When you talk about NIL, the one-time transfer, obviously some of the alignment that's come out of Texas and Oklahoma deciding they're going to join the SEC in a few years and some of the trickle-down effect of that. Based on what we've seen this year, what do you anticipate is going to be something that is – that, that we've seen this year that's going to impact most how we move forward in college athletics, something we've seen over the last 12 months?
1: Well, I believe that one of the things we've seen over the last 12 months is how much we missed being together and, and how much, and, and then the loss of opportunities for student athletes, like, you know, even some of the incidents in the last week where teams have lost the opportunity to participate in bowl games. Uh, and you see the tears of student athletes who, who work their lot, li- their whole lives for these opportunities I think we're reminded of how special uh, this whole enterprise is. At the same time, we have challenges, and we have to continue to work collaboratively to adapt as as um, as, as the enterprise uh, adapts. Uh, but I know that with great leadership like we have from Dr. Winty and Commissioner Phillips, and and then great coaches that we have in place at Wake Forest, and you know, we should mention uh, Jennifer Hoover and our women's basketball team is ten at two. Uh, if you're in Winston-Salem, get over to Joel Collins tonight at seven o'clock and watch the Deeks play.
0: On that note, how how comfortable are you that we're going to be looking at when the calendar flips a more normal college basketball season as the season goes on, given the change in protocol this week?
1: Um, you know, what is normal? I think we all kind of, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I saw a picture of my wife and I on a trip like three years ago and we were on a subway car somewhere and we were all packed in with all these people and we didn't have masks on and it just seemed weird. But, um, so we, I think we're all adapting to kind of a new normal. But I, I'm really optimistic. Uh, you know, our our program in particular, thanks to our partnership with um, the Wake Forest, uh, Adrian Health, Wake Forest Baptist, we've got virtually all of our student athletes are boosted now, um, all vaccinated. Um, we've been able to get pretty good protocols into place. Uh, I, I do believe I'm optimistic about um, the overall progression um, of dealing with it, although we still have to be Uh, vigilant and we know that that fans are going to be a little apprehensive uh in some ways coming to coming to ball games but we're going to do everything we can to be safe and continuing to provide uh, competition opportunities and uh and keep moving forward
0: get back to the party john happy new year best of luck to the Deeks tomorrow and thanks so much for making the time for us as always
1: hey josh we had a big game tomorrow really proud of this football team appreciate uh, all the coverage you provide. I'm honored that I'm your last guest of this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, you know, come out and see these basketball teams play. We got games today, got a game Sunday, got two men's games next week, um high level programs and great student athletes, and it's a great time to be a Dean and Deacon in one sustainable.
0: Thank you so much, John. It's good to hear from you.
1: Happy New Year, Josh.
0: There he goes. John Curry joining us, the Wake Forest Director of Athletics.